welcome to None of This Is Real. It's a podcast for all things mysterious and weird. Oh my god, I'm Doomsday Tamini. Hey everybody, it's me, Sarah Sinkhole. I'm sinking into that fucking hole. Oh, it's so good to see you. It's like What's happening. <laughs> what is that? Why is that? I don't know. I don't know. It just made me think of people that when you are sitting and sharing an intimate moment with someone at a restaurant and then the people at the table next to you haven't seen each other in 10 years and they're like, <laughs> oh, it's you. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's us right now. It's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. This, y'all, is a random weirdness. Cause like, Welcome. You know, That's how we do. We're so random. What this is, is it's a quick episode. It's a short, quick, short and sweet just get your weirdness and get out episode. Mm-hmm. Little snack. Little weird snack for your mouth hole. God. Yeah. <laughs> you just, you were a little bit hungry, but you didn't want to eat a whole meal, and this is your weird snack. Yeah, I just had a snack of salt and vinegar chips, and now my lips and tongue are on fire, so that was kind of weird. Whew. So just think of this episode as like a handful of salt and vinegar chips. For your mouth hole. Yep. For your yep. mouth hole. Yep. Okay, and it's a total surprise. I don't know what you're going to tell me. Yes, and I'm going so first. Tell me. Tell me, tell me. I'm going first, and I am going to talk about people, famous people, or just people who may have never even existed. What? Yes, what? That's crazy. That's bananas. It's me. I don't exist. Oh, my gosh. That's the worst news I've ever had. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm oh, here. Good. Look at me. Look at this face. How could this not exist? All right, so my source... I got two sources for this one. It's a grunge.com article entitled Famous People Who May Have Never Existed. <laughs> or may never have existed, pardon me. And the author is just listed as the grunge staff. So I guess a bunch of people wrote it. So good job, grunge staff, because I loved it. A little golf clap for you. A little clap, clap. And of course, as always, Wikipedia. The Demon and the Diva. I went all metal on it. Yeah, that's the movie we should write. The Demon and the Diva. That was good. I'm picturing like a Fran Drescher type character (laughs) who hangs out with a demon. (laughs) Like a nanny. my God. Like the nanny with a demon. I like it. Okay. TM, TM. We're writing that one. Because anyway, I'm not going to start talking about Fran Drescher. Bye. (laughs) Hello. I'm back. With real things. Hi, welcome back. Tell so me here's about the, this. I'm going to tell you about four people, real briefly, who you may have heard of, who may have never even existed. Oh my gosh, I hope it's no one I really like. I'm scared. Well, you know what? I hate to break it to you, baby. Who doesn't exist? Tell me. I'm going to start with good old Pope Joan. Have you ever heard of Pope Joan? Mm-mm. So this is a pope that took the papacy or whatever was given the papacy i don't know how you word that it they became pope in 855 ad and this is a story that i have always loved so 855 ad you know ladies aren't allowed to do really anything right so this lady was like well i'm gonna gonna be the pope two years after she became the pope obviously pretending to be a man she got pregnant Mm, and it depends on which oopsie pope's pregnant Got a little Pope baby, a little Pope hat on. How cute. A little boy Pope <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, 
after she got pregnant, it depends on which story you read, which legend, um, it's either that she was murdered or banished. The day that she gave birth, it was like super dramatic. She hid the pregnancy and then just all of a sudden they're hanging out and the Pope just like a baby just falls out of the Pope. It's a miracle. <laughs> it's a miraculous birth, a penile birth. <laughs> so anyway, people who believe she existed point to hundreds of documents that detail her life and, and a carving that is that appears on in St. Peter's Square of a woman wearing a papal crown and giving birth. Okay. But the... Mm-hmm. But the Catholic Church's official stance is that she is an urban legend, and most scholars tend to agree with that. Okay. The, or- the origins of the story are a history, a book called History of Emperors and Popes by a monk named Martin Polonus. And it's possible that Polonus didn't even write the part about Pope Joan, that someone just came in later and added that part in, I guess, because they were early feminist. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. It was me. I did it. It was you. You did it, you stinker butt. Pope Joan, rad story, maybe not true. Either way, still a rad story. Okay. Pregnant Pope. Who else doesn't exist? Who else may or may not exist? I'll tell you. Old Billy Shakespeare. What? Okay, I think I've heard this. Yes, and this is because no one knows a lot about his life. They don't know where he learned to write, where he went to school or anything. And his will mentions nothing about plays or sonnets or any of the stuff he did in his life. Some people believe that uh, William Shakespeare was actually Francis Bacon or Ben Jonson or Christopher Marlowe. But there's another really cool possibility about this obscure earl named Edward de Vere. A school teacher named J. Thomas Looney, love that last name, Looney, uncovered a great deal about the Earl of Oxford. Vere wrote poetry that reads much like what Shakespeare wrote. And the theory is that, the idea is that he used an assumed name because he was uh, of noble birth and like writing plays and poetry would be seen as very lowbrow at that time. So he, it would be like super uncool of him to be writing Mm. plays. And then when he died, his plays were published under some random dead person's name. They just picked, like, oh, look at that. William Shakespeare's dead. Let's just say he did it. Pretty Hmm. cool. Oh, this one's good. In Sonata. Okay. Was said to be a Bavarian composer and music theorist who formulated the theory of obscurity and the theory of phonetic organization. Hmm. Supposedly was born in 1907 and died in 1993 at the age of 86. Sonata was one of the residents, this capital, the residences, residences, <laughs> residences, earliest collaborators. So the residents were an, uh, an art collective that made really weird avant-garde music back in the 70s, I want to say. I haven't written that down. I think it was the 70s. So the debate is that he, that he was possibly just an invention of this group of artists that he never hmm. existed at all. They just made music up and said it was this guy in Sonata. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. Other rumors speculate that in Sonata may have been Captain Beefheart, who, if, if you don't know about Captain Beefheart, you should totally listen to his music. <laughs> so the name may be a play on the word Ensenada, 
in say nada meaning in himself nothing or uh, no se nada meaning don't know anything or enseñada a form of the past participle meaning taught so yeah. it's a play on words by a bunch of artists which sounds highly likely and also it's speculated that it could that ensenada could have been and a different avant-garde composer an instrument designer named harry parch who i would also recommend googling because that dude made some of the coolest instruments i have a cd of his music that i've had for like i don't know a decade and every once in a while i'm like i'm gonna listen to old harry parch and then i'm like oh yeah it's too much <laughs> but his instruments are really cool it's just not for me no offense harry parch you're a rad dude I think a helicopter's landing in my yard. Do you hear that? Oh, I, I don't hear it. <laughs> I hope not. It's just flying directly over my house. Fun. Fun Little times. shit, y'all. Cheese it. It's the fuzz. Um, I have a list of a couple other people here that may not be real. Pythagoras. Mary Magdalene, which is like another whole episode I could talk about Mary Magdalene. I love that story. Robin Hood, John Henry, Betty Crocker, all these people. Daniel Boone. May or may not be real. Daniel Boone. That's another one, yeah. So the, the last here, the last one I'm going to talk about is the one that led me down this rabbit hole. Is a an artist, a playwright, a poet named Julian Torma. So supposedly born on April 6, 1902, Torma was part of the Dada movement, and I love the Dada movement. It's the beginning, or I don't know, maybe not a beginning, but a step in the absurd, uh, absurd sort of art movements. And you yeah. know, I love absurdity. So he, apparently he disappeared in the mountains at the age of 30. So due to his secretive behavior and uh, the fact that it was impossible to verify the details of his life, there were no living or known family members. Every writer he knew died before anybody published his books so that nobody could ask for, about them. His body was never recovered. There was no uh, fixed address. So like, there's nothing to, hmm. to, to say that he really existed. So it's been suggested, of course, that he is fictitious. His birthday, his purported birthday, is marked as the birthday of pataphysics in the pataphysics calendar. And huh. I will tell you, I had no idea what that meant. So I will define it for you. It is a difficult to define literary trope. Or a branch of philosophy or science that examines imaginary phenomena that exist in a world beyond metaphys metaphysics. It is the science of imaginary solutions. Um, where do I sign up to study that? Right? Right? <laughs> uh, that's a whole... This is, this is why I talked about. I, I could have gone down so many rabbit holes just talking about this guy. Like, I want to talk more about the Dada movement. I want to, more, I want to talk more about pataphysics. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. The put science the of imaginary solutions. It I will put it on the list as soon as we are done recording. So the real the real writer who authored the first four publications would have had to be using a pen name according to French statistics at the time because only three people named Torma have been born in France since 1891, all between the years 1941 and 1965. So he wasn't born in France if he was real. That's for sure. So I will end that with some quotes from Goodreads, some quotes from Julian Torma's. I want to say it was called like Four Dadaist Suicides. I'm probably getting that wrong. But these are some quotes from this real or not person. 
It's not the light that's attracting me, but the darkness that's driving me on. Hmm. True poetry is embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Which makes me laugh because I'm like, oh, maybe that's why I get really uncomfortable when people read poetry out loud. <laughs> like, I like it, but I'm also like, oh, it's just... Okay, it's explains it. Oh, my God. There are only fools who believe that art is a serious matter, which I love. Love, love that. that. And, and the nicest, best one. The present is always the best, even when it's rough. Well, that's nice. Yeah. So, real or not, Torma was a cool dude, I think. Whoever cool. wrote that had some cool ideas. Awesome. So, those are some people who may or may not have existed. And as I was looking up all of these annoying listicles, are like, 10 historical figures you thought were real, you idiot. Um, I came across... A website called thispersondoesnotexist.com <laughs> and everyone should go there because it is so fun and also creepy and I'm gonna I um, screenshotted some of the pictures I saved them because I needed you to see how friggin weird it was because it's this uh, it's a it's imagined quote unquote imagined by a generative adversarial network which synthesizes artificial samples such as images that are indistinguishable from authentic images. So basically, mm. it takes a bunch of real pictures and mixes them, like, of people's faces and then makes a face with those pictures that looks super real, but it's not anybody's face. Oh my gosh. It's an amalgamation of, of what a face should look like according it's to this network. weird and creepy and cool. It's super weird and creepy. And some of them are like uncanny, definitely looks like a real person. And then some of them are, are like, okay, something is off about that and it's creeping me out. So <laughs> I'll post some of those pictures on the Instagram. Okay, sounds good. Next week. Sounds good. So yeah, people are real or not. It's whatever. None of this is real. That's right. Are you really enjoying None of This Is Real? You know, the podcast you're listening to, but you kind of wish you could get paid to listen to it? Well, the PodCoin app actually pays you to listen to this podcast and all your favorite podcasts because it's the podcast player that pays. You heard of it? If not, don't worry. Super easy. Just get the PodCoin app on iPhone or Android, sign up, and start listening to podcasts. You'll earn PodCoins. You'll either earn gift cards or you can donate to charity. It turns your podcast listening into actual dollars. I use the PodCoin app now to do all my podcast listening, and I love it. Go on there on your app store, your Android store, whatever store you got going on over there, and check it out. Use the invite code NOTREAL and you'll get 300 PodCoin just for signing up. That's 300 PodCoin for signing up with the PodCoin app using the code NOTREAL. Goodbye. Hello. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Rebecca. And we're the hosts of the... I have, have a strange, strange story, story podcast. podcast. We didn't do it. Well, we'll see. <laughs> Listen in as we retell your personal paranormal stories. We've got Bigfoot, we've got aliens, we've got skinwalkers, and we've got movie references. Listen in every week as we retell your paranormal stories with comedy, cussing, and class. And sometimes coffee, and sometimes cats, and sometimes beer or wine, and sometimes cats in trash cans. Okay. 
<laughs> Catch us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Bye. Bye. Well, I have a weird thing to tell you. I, I no, brought you, you don't. something too. Yeah, I do. Uh-uh. I do. What? What a coinky dink. Um, I'm gonna save my source till last because it completely um, tells you exactly what I'm gonna say. Okay, I'm okay with that. Okay, but I'll have to remember. Okay, it's just one source. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> you can do it. I believe in you. Okay. If you ride Moscow's crowded subways, you may notice that the commuters around you often include a stray dog. Okay. Because riding the subway. Sh- yeah, riding the subway, just like humans. They are, in fact, using the subway system to get from point A to point B. Because Moscow's stray dogs have figured out how to use the city's subway system. Get out. They're evolving. That is creepy. They're going to take over. This is the first step in dog domination. Um, They get off. They get on and off at their regular stops, and the human commuters around them are so accustomed to it that they hardly even seem to notice. What? now that now that you know what I'm talking about, I'm going to tell you that the source, I just used one source. It's an ABC News article by Alex Markart, I think. Uh, and then uh, also Bill Blakemore and Ross Eichenholz. I believe that's how you pronounce it. And it's called sure. Stray Dogs Master Complex Moscow Subway System. What <laughs> in the world? And I, I looked at this... Um, I found it on several different, like, news outlets. It's a real thing. (laughs) This is not fake. That is bonkers. I think I saw a video or or pictures, a series of pictures of a pigeon in, like, New York City that got on the subway and then got off the subway. Something's happening. Do you remember that? Oh, do you remember that bad M. Night Shyamalan movie? Shyamalan? What in the world? M. Night Shyamalan's movie where plants are trying, the grass is trying to kill Marky Mark. What is that movie? Plants are trying to murder Marky Mark. (laughs) I couldn't see it. I don't know if I saw that one. The Funky Bunch are not there to defend him. What is it? It's like this thing, something, the word that plants are killing people. Anyway, that's what this is. That's what's happening. This is an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Animals are going to figure out how to ride airplanes next. And then they're going to figure out how to drive cars. <laughs> it's all over. And they're going to get their figure out how to shoot weapons. Shoot weapons? I don't shoot need to weapons. talk anymore. Who's shooting that weapon? Okay. Shoot weapons. <laughs> as many as 35,000 stray dogs live in Russia's capital city. And taking the subway is just one of the many tactics they use to survive. That is Dr. a lot of dogs. <laughs> Dr. Andrei Poyarkov, I believe is how you say it, says that only a small fraction of the dogs have figured out how to use the um, Moscow subway system, but that they are impressive because they can deal with the noise and distractions of the subway in a way that most domestic dogs cannot do and also they probably deal with it better than i would yeah they probably deal with it better than i would too honestly of course they do it better than domestic dogs domestic dogs are like pampered as hell um someone from abc news found a female stray in the kievka kiev kievskaya my goodness these russian words kievskaya station and barely managed to follow her as she zipped between the legs of the bustling travels around her to catch a ride on oh the my Colts God. 
Coltsvaya line. So she, he couldn't even keep up with this dog. Cause she's, she's like, like I'm late for what? my train. I got places to be. I can't wait for you. Once on board, she settled down on the floor among the feet and legs of the passengers, even took a little nap and occasionally got up for a brief conversation with a friendly human. So I guess these dogs can talk. That's what the article said. Talking dogs are taking over the Russian subways. We have got to do something. I think they meant conversation figuratively, but that would be amazing. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know, Um, man. Moscow's stray dogs have also been seen observing uh, traffic lights, and sometimes a pack will send out a smaller, cuter member, apparently realizing that it will be more successful at begging. We are so fucked. Another <laughs> another <laughs> trick that researchers report seeing is the bark and grab. This is a little little maneuver they do. Oh my god, it's like what is that Oliver the Twist bend and snap. with dogs? Ah, the bend and snap, yes. That's the second Never time. Never mind, I've it's like legally blonde. Same thing. <laughs> what were you gonna say? Oliver Twist. <laughs> Oliver Twist. Oh yeah, it's like it's like both of those things combined, sure. <laughs> Legally Blonde and Oliver Twist. Is that going to be our next project? We have we so on? many projects we need to get we gotta, going we on. We got to get shit done. Oh, my gosh. Y'all. Casting calls. Another trick they report is the bark and grab. A dog will suddenly jump up behind a person in the street who is holding a snack and surprise them enough that the food gets dropped and they grab it and run away with it. Oh, my God. Seriously, <laughs> that is some Oliver Twist level. They're like little pickpockets. And I will just end here. Um, an author named Eugene Lydon has been writing about animal intelligence for 40 years, and he says that Moscow's resourceful stray dogs are just one recorded example of wild, feral, and domesticated animals demonstrating what appears to be flexible, open-ended reasoning, and conscious thought. Y'all, run. <laughs> Get out of there. Everybody hide in your homes. Put your pets outside. Just, we can't trust the animals anymore. I mean, we deserve it. Let's be honest. You're surrounded by cats right now. I only have one dog in the house. You're screwed. Oh, no. Let alone all the sewer cats that live in the neighborhood. Actually, Jay sent me something about that. And I was like, oh, this here's my weird thing. Here it is. Thank you, Jay. Here it is. This is it. Um, So, yeah. There it is. Y'all, you're welcome. You've got your weirdness. We're going to get out of here. No extra fluff. No extra um, flim flam. We're out. No no flim flamming around over here. <laughs> oh, my Lord. We would love it if you would rate and review us because that means a lot to us. It makes our hearts um, get three sizes bigger or something like that. Whenever something we like that. Review. Yeah. It helps, too. It helps other weirdos find us. We yep. could use all the weirdos we can get. Send us your weird stories at none of this is real podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, or slide up in our DMs. Get up in there. Slide up in our DMs. Send us your beautiful voice and we'll put it on the end of the podcast. Send us an yeah. audio file. An audio file of you saying what's real to you. Yeah, please do. We love it. We love it. Only two people have done it so far. Y'all get brave. Grow, grow uh, uh, some bravery. I don't want to say an anatomy part because that's la- that's old. That's old and outdated. 
Like like we've got all the hip jargon over here and all the new jokes and material. Woo! We are really with the times. I'm working some stuff out. Anyways, be brave. Write us. We'll read it. Um, you can be anonymous if you want to. And also, you don't have to believe any of this. Don't, because the dogs are taking over, y'all. But, you know, it's going to be okay because you're going to believe on yourself. Please believe all over yourself. We're believing all over you. Can you feel it? And we're believing all over ourselves, too. And the the floor and... It's dripping down. The rug. Anyways. I got some on the wall. Ew. Let's go clean that up. All right. Gotta go clean. Bye, y'all. Bye. like that? Oh, let's listen to it. Yeah.